Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in her space. It really has nothing to do with you. Like it's all about their perspective and the lens that they see life through. And so I think I really appreciate you sharing how you felt initially because I think sometimes I have to do that with myself too, where it's like, let me take a pause. What are they trying to say? Is there any truth? So I think it's about getting curious about the feedback. And I think that when we kind of looked at this feedback, we were like, you know what? Though you do share, if you look at everything holistically, there might be like an underlying sort of subtleness where it's like, oh, wait, I wonder what Dr. Dom, you know, what her experience was here. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey girl, hey, it's Terry here from the Her Space Podcast. Every Wednesday, I release a Wisdom Wednesday mini episode that'll give you the quick boost you need to get you through hump day. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click the Wisdom Wednesday with Terry link under start here to get your weekly gems. I hope to see you there. Lady, if you've been listening to us for a while, then you probably are familiar with this quote that we're using for the quote of the day. It comes from myself, Dr. Dom, trust the process. Now, T, this quote to me is applicable in multiple settings for multiple reasons. But I also kind of chose this quote, not only because it's one of my favorites, but it really is going to help us for today's episode. Do you want to tell the listeners what today's episode is about? Let's do it, Dom. I am ready to go. Okay, ladies. So we talk about feedback in many of our episodes, right? We let you know that we really value your feedback. We don't just want you to give feedback and let it sit there, you know, in the universe without being touched. We want to read your feedback. We want to hear your voice. We want to, we tell you so much, right? Like we give right. so much content. We're, we're on the mic every Friday sharing stuff with you. And sometimes it can kind of be this one-way street. And we always like to hear from you to understand who's listening to the podcast. What do you think about the podcast? What's coming up for you as you listen? And so we read all of our feedback and we really want to thank you first for having the courage to share your honest feedback with us. I know it's not easy. I will say that you know, being on this side of the mic and getting feedback, it can be a little nerve wracking at times because we share so much. We don't see the faces of, you know, the people that listen oftentimes. And so it can bring up a lot of feelings when you get feedback. I can only imagine as we get bigger, we're probably going to have some trolls sharing feedback and we'll have to figure out how we're going to navigate that once we get to that point. But today we're going to focus on some of the positive feedback that we've gotten. And so last week we had one of our awesome listeners. I'm not going to shout out her name because I don't want to 
I didn't discuss this with her first, but I just want to shout her out for giving us some really valuable feedback and stating that, you know, in listening to the podcast, she says she loves the podcast, but she just has a suggestion. And her suggestion was that she really wants to learn a bit more about Dom. She feels as though the podcast is unbalanced and you know, Terry, that's me. I share a lot of my story. She feels as though she just wants to know a bit more about Dr. Dom and her experiences and really just what she's been through. Cause it's, it seems as though the podcast is very centered around my stories or stories. And so Dom and I had a chance to look at that feedback and we're like, okay, how do we want to address this? Right. Because sometimes when you get feedback, it's legit, right? It's legitimate right. feedback. Sometimes the feedback can be trying to think of what is the word I'm looking for. Let's say that someone doesn't listen to all of our episodes. We have more than 50 episodes at this point. So if you listen to one episode and you have a perspective on that episode, you might give feedback that isn't a holistic sort of analysis of the experience that we're providing, right? I think this feedback is pretty valid though, because I think that when you look at the holistic sort of catalog of podcasts that we've released and you think about the stories that I share and the stories that Dr. Dom shares, You'll probably see a discrepancy because my story is ridiculous. There's a lot of craziness that happens. and I'm very open and transparent about that. And if you notice with Dr. Dom, she shares some of her story and she shares some of her experiences, but there's definitely a difference when you look at the spectrum, right? And most of that difference is because I'm coming in with a professional standpoint, coming in with that standpoint of from a therapist lens, from a psychologist lens, from a mental health professional lens. And so that's where my voice is a lot heavier from that expertise kind of standpoint. And one of the things that I want to share is that when it comes to getting feedback, getting that particular feedback was a real life exercise for us in how do you really address when someone is offering you things that initially you may have a reaction to. So in all transparency, when I first read it, my initial reaction, like my first five second reaction was to get defensive. Mm -hmm. And I was ready to pull out the evidence of here's where I have been open. Here's where, here are the episodes where you learn pieces of my story. And then like after those first few seconds passed, I was like, wait, hold on, breathe do what you tell other people to do, which is to breathe, step back, and really approach the feedback with an open heart and an open mind to really understand what is this person trying to offer me and what lessons can I take from this? How should I really be moving forward with this information? And since we're on the topic, I think we should definitely dive into, I know for me personally, I, my conditions growing up, right? Because we all know childhood has a lot to do with who we are today, has presented the the best circumstance for me to be the most defensive person, right? right? Mm -hmm. So when something happens or someone gives feedback, whether it's good, I've actually had someone give me positive feedback. You know, I was at a point in life where I was struggling with worthiness, where I doubted the positive feedback, where I was like, oh, wait, is she really trying to say that? Is she like, uh, she's like, oh, nice dress. And in my mind, I'm like, is she really, is she trying to come for me? Like, does she really think my dress is nice? Or mm. is she saying this because I know I'm insecure about my little pudge because I'm a little bloated today. So maybe she was saying, we had these narratives in our mind, right? And yeah. the ego and all this stuff will just kind of fuck with you. And you're like, 
well, damn, I don't even know what to do with this feedback. So I think that one thing I'm working on personally is trying not to be so attached to feedback, whether it's positive or negative. I want to keep my own equilibrium and know who I am, know how I feel about myself. So that when feedback comes in, all feedback isn't necessarily, you know, warranted or or positive or true, right? right? Someone's perspective. And one of my mentors said something to me recently where she was like, oftentimes when you interact with people in the world, it really has nothing to do with you. Like it's all about their perspective and the lens that they see life through. And so I think I really appreciate you sharing how you felt initially, because I think sometimes I have to do that with myself too, where it's like, let me take a pause. What are they trying to say? Is there any truth? So I think it's about getting curious about the feedback. And I think that when we kind of looked at this feedback, we were like, you know what? Though you do share, if you look at everything holistically, there might be like an underlying sort of subtleness where it's like, oh, wait, I wonder what Dr. Dom, you know, what her experience was here or, or, you know, what she experienced in relation to this, especially if you have a contrast on what folks are sharing. So I think this will be a good time before we dive into Dr. Dom's tea to talk about (laughs) our roles on the podcast, right? So when we set out to create this podcast, I know for me personally, I didn't mind sort of taking a, I want to say like a client role. Sometimes I feel like when we have our episodes, I feel like I'm in therapy and I feel like Dr. Dom is my therapist. And I'm like, oh great. I get to process things and share some stories and also connect with our listeners because being transparent and being vulnerable, that's part of my brand. Like outside of the podcast, that's what I do. You'll go on my Instagram or my Facebook, or if you read my book and you'll be like, oh God damn, she's telling all these stories. It's not, and as you, if you know me, it's not just to like share the stories, but really to help other people heal. And so that's sort of something that I think I've used to sort of set myself apart. And that's really what my brand represents. So of course, that's going to come through to the podcast, right? Come through to, did I say that right? Come through through the podcast. Yes. Okay, there yes. we go. <laughs> A lot of throughs in there. A lot of throughs up in there, okay? <laughs> and then Dom, how would you describe your role holistically? I think, as I mentioned earlier, my role is more of the coming from a lens of the therapist and the mental health professional standpoint. And when you come from that standpoint, what we were taught in graduate school is about balancing self-disclosure. And from that Western lens that we were taught in graduate school, that balance is really an imbalance, right? That The people that we're working with are the ones who are sharing the most and we're offering the professional information. And if we do share personal information, we have to be pretty strategic about how we share it, when we share it, and what we share. Why is that? Like, what is the perspective of the therapist? I'm like, I think I know, but I want to hear like from your sort of degree and what you've learned. Why do therapists have to be careful about what they share? So from a therapy standpoint, if we're sitting in the therapy room, if you're the client and you are paying me to help you, me sharing my story is not necessarily going to help you, right? So, and I say not necessarily because there may be times when me giving pieces of myself could build that relationship between us, that therapist-client relationship. But oftentimes what happens is if I share something about myself with you, you may try to help me. Mm. Has that ever happened? I knew that was going to be I'm sorry. I'm so- <laughs> I, couldn't, I, 
I didn't have an example ready. Yeah. One example that comes up that happened years ago when my grandfather died, I was working with a, a child client and I had to reschedule some appointments to kind of reschedule things to kind of be at home. And when I returned, my client, she knew. And so like the session became this thing where she wanted to comfort me. And I was like, okay, let's sit back and let's, like I, like I had to address it in that moment of therapy is for you and still be willing to accept her wanting to kind of comfort me in that space that's tricky so like you were saying this therapy session like this is your time not necessarily like I'll talk about this with my therapist but like this is your Your time time. that is very interesting and so here on the podcast because my lens is generally coming from that therapist standpoint there are times where I do open up and share things about my life and really I share in from my perspective I share a lot more personal things on the podcast than I do with clients. But I recognize that in comparison, it will feel like there's a huge imbalance there. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay, this is getting good. I have so many questions now. So I'm thinking about, there was a situation where my therapist shared some of her story. Now I had one therapist years ago, she like overshared mm-hmm. and I was just like, girl, this is my session. I'm paying you talk to me about my stuff and not your situation. Cause it didn't really add value to me. And that's exactly what we try to yeah. avoid. But then I've had other therapists and it could be a culture thing as well, because I've had other therapists, maybe a black woman where she'll share stuff with me. And I feel as though it's deepening our connection. So right. like my current therapist, one day she has shared a similar struggle that she has with her mom that I was experiencing. And then she also talked about how she was going to therapy and it made me so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so good knowing that my therapist has a therapist. Like that just comforted me in a way that I couldn't even explain. And so it sounds like you do have clients, I believe that probably listen to the podcast. I'm sure at some point they will, if they aren't already. So it sounds like there's a delicate balance for you as a professional embarking on this new journey. And then also being a partner with someone that does have you know, that does share, that's very transparent and vulnerable and finding your own balance around that. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes, you capture that pretty well. And I think the other piece too, my friends who have known me for a while also know that I generally operate in that way anyway, that I often lend towards the side of being the helper, mm-hmm. which I think is partly how I got into this profession in mm-hmm. the first place. But it takes a lot for me to like put all of my stuff out there Mm -hmm. to like truly be in that vulnerable space. And, and so I recognize that it's a lot to ask of people, Mm -hmm. which is why I value therapy so much because I get how hard it can be to put all of your stuff out there Mm -hmm. for other people to hear it. Yeah. Even if it's one other person, like I think I said this in a previous episode, I remember going to therapy for a year and I didn't even get down to the real shit until a year after building that relationship. So it does take a lot to get those things that are in your head out. And you also want to be protected. I think that, you know, you never want anyone to try to use anything against you or anything like that. Do you think that there is a worry or a concern about like being discredited or maybe taking away from one's credibility as a therapist that they share a lot? 
Do you think that's something that comes up or no? That's not something that I've thought about. Yeah. I think that that could be an issue for some mm-hmm. for some therapists. I think for me, part of why I keep a lot close is also wanting to protect the people around me. Mm. So wanting to be mindful of when I share my stuff, who else is being put out there by me sharing? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, we may have to dive into that topic in general on another episode as far yeah. as sharing your story, because, yeah, that makes sense. All right, Dom. Well, we do want to take some time to learn more about All Dr. Right. Dom. So let's go ahead and dive into I'm trying to think of what we haven't covered on a previous episode that folks may want to know. Do you have like a random or interesting or like fun fact that you can maybe share? I don't know. <laughs> like that's, see, that's, that's me so, being on the spot, right? right? Okay, I think okay. I struggle with being on the spot. Yeah. And I, I don't think that I'm that interesting of a person, right? <laughs> I just... <laughs> Like yeah. I, I am okay with being at home reading a book. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, like I could just be at home with a book, yeah. like my nose in a book for hours. Even mm-hmm. as a kid, yes, I was like that. My siblings would be outside playing, mm-hmm. and I would be inside with my nose in a book. Mm-hmm. And there were also times when my mom was like, "Girl, get outside. Go, go, get some fresh air. Go play." And I'm like, "Play? Nah, okay." But yeah. I would end up, I, I can vividly remember times where she was like, no, you need to get out the house. And I would grab a book and sit on the hood of the car and read while my siblings were playing and doing other stuff like that. For, like, that's just my thing. Yeah. What kind of books did you read? Mostly stuff by Black authors. Okay. Even that young. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, dog. Hmm. Although I will say. As we're thinking about it, I think like way back, R.L. Stein books, which was like the Lahore stories yes. for kids mm-hmm. and Babysitter's Club. Oh my gosh. Yes. Girl, the memories. <laughs> yes. yes. And Judy Bloom books. I was going to say Judy Bloom. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was, yes, that was my thing. <laughs> Dom, that brought back so many memories just now. I thought about, okay, really quick, random little, uh, <laughs> little detour. Do you remember the Judy Bloom book? It may have been Where Are You, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yes, where she got her first period. Where she got her first period. Do you remember this one scene where they played Spin the Bottle? No, I no? don't remember that. Okay, maybe it was just me. It stood out to me because I always wanted to play Spin the Bottle. I never got a chance to play that game when I was growing up. And I was just like, they played it in the book. And I was like, I want to I spin the bottle and kiss somebody. So anyway, that was just my personal shit. Let me, let me move on from that. So anyway, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> All right, so... You know that whenever we have a guest on the show, we have a segment called Oh, you Clash It. So because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman and believe that it's okay to be classy and ratchet and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music, we want to invite you to the Oh, You Clash It segment. Dr. Dom, do you take on the challenge? Yes, I do. Let's do this. All right, I'm going to add a few little fun questions in there that you aren't expecting. (laughs) Okay, okay. So the first question, what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Now, see, I was prepared for this question and I still couldn't think of an answer. (laughs) Because I told y'all I'm not that interesting. Oh, I cannot think of anything spontaneous. I am 
I am pretty regimented and routine. So maybe that should be a goal for 2020 is to add a little spontaneity in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's okay. That's fair. I was going to say maybe the podcast, but then I know you had that written down on one of those notepads yes, years ago. Years so ago. So that's not really spontaneous. Yeah. Thing. What about what's your biggest pet peeve? My siblings will tell you growing up that almost anything that they did was a pet peeve on And it kind of moved into adulthood for a little bit. And so now they can find all kinds of little things. You know, how siblings can do that. Mm-hmm. They, they know which buttons to press. But generally, my biggest pet peeve is people chewing with their mouth open. That sound that it makes, it's so disgusting. There are a lot of things in life that, like, I will say, oh, that's so disgusting because yeah. I'm, like, a lightweight germaphobe. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but people chewing with their mouth open is probably the worst. Yeah, I feel you there. Yeah, that was resonating with you. I see yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, if you ever see me all snapped, that's the reason. Because someone had was chewing with their mouth open yeah. and it drove me crazy, so I feel you. What about your most cringeworthy outfit you've ever worn? And can you share some pictures with us? No, I'm just joking. There were no pictures. Oh, wait. Oh, uh-oh. No, there might be. Oh, snap. There might be. Okay. So this isn't necessarily an outfit per se, because I never wore it outside of the house. But in college, my friends would tease me because I had what they call a grandma robe. And it was... It was a hand-me-down from my mom. And it was like this thin robe with like flowers on it. Just think like Golden Girls, like 1980s, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That house coat was probably the most cringeworthy thing that a 19-year-old could ever wear. But I loved it and I rocked it all the time. And my friends would call me old lady or grandma or whatever. But I was still rocking. So... I don't know if there are pictures out there. I'm sure somebody has pictures out there. Yes. And if they do, they probably will hear this episode and send it to me. So if they do, <laughs> in in the spirit of like being a little bit open, if I come across that picture, I will post it. Hey, okay. So whoever is out there listening, Dom's friends and family, please be sure to send her that picture because we want to see that robe, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we want to see that robe. All right, what is your biggest guilty pleasure? Hmm, reading, probably. And it's not like a guilty pleasure. Like, it's the thing that, like, like I said, like, on a Friday night, like, I'm not necessarily trying to be, like, out and about. I will be, I'm perfectly happy sitting down with my nose in a book. Mm -hmm. I love it. What do you do for fun? (laughs) And you cannot say read. I will say read. (laughs) I will say read. What I do for fun that I need to do more of is travel. Mm. I do want to get out of the country more. So, yeah. Ooh, where would you go for like your first trip, like your next trip out of the country? Oh, that's a that's a, a hard question because I have categories, right? Mm. Like, what are your categories? So, relaxation would be like. Hawaii or an island, some island vacation, Mm -hmm. right? Where I can just kick back, have some drinks, sunbathe, you know, just all that, right? Listen to the ocean waves. But in terms of like learning or adventure, I would like to get to Africa. 
And I haven't figured out which country I would start with, Mm -hmm. but I definitely would like to get to Africa just to learn. That would be amazing. And what's your favorite drink? Alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Let's go with alcoholic. Wine. Wine. What kind of wine? Any kind. Any kind. I know that's right. Any kind. Any kind of wine. Generally, like in the summertime, I prefer rosé. If I'm trying to be healthy, then I'll go for a red wine because, you know, they say that red wine is good for your heart. And I, I like white wine. But almost any kind of wine, I'm down. Yeah. And what makes your heart sing? <laughs> We're just gonna say reading. I can dig it though because I love books too. A good book. Okay, no judgment, no judgment. Actually, no, I will say that and seeing family. Mm-hmm. That definitely would make my heart sing. Family. Yeah. I don't know, Dom. I'm trying to think. Do we get enough out of you? Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do we have more questions? Oh, do you have any books like. I would say so. Okay. I would say my favorite book is Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. And that book, we'll have a link available for that book so that if you're interested in reading that, if you haven't read it, if maybe you saw the movie back in the day with Halle Berry and Michael Ely, not necessarily their either of their best work, but it's a good way, like if you're not necessarily into books, watching that movie is a good way for you to kind of get a sense of what the book was about. Mm -hmm. If there are other ways in which other questions that we haven't asked that you're just dying to know about me, remember that we do have a new segment called Ask Dr. Dom on Tuesdays. And so you can go on our website and click Ask Dr. Dom Fill out the form and ask me whatever it is that you're wanting to know about me. Also, if you want to check out some of our previous episodes to learn a bit more about Dr. Dom and some of the content that she shared on these episodes, I would say that season one, episode one, Welcome to Her Space is a really good episode to start. Also, season two, episode two, which is all about play deprivation. And that is all about what to do when you're not part of the fun ministry or fun is not your ministry. That was a good one. And then season two, episode nine. So what's therapy like anyway? Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the start here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. There's something inside of me that's bigger than any obstacle. We'll see you next week, lady.